white. The fine flakes eddied around the high arc lights of the truck stop like a scene from a low-rent snow globe. Outside, I paused and glanced in the direction of Island 8. Nothing I could see. The inside of my cab was warming up. I was in favor of getting on the road and starting my day. Who would leave something for me at a truck stop? It couldn't be that important or valuable, or it wouldn't have been left outside. Maybe this was a joke. I could take a joke. Anytime. Later. Cecil's smile floated in and out of the restless snow beyond my windshield. That smile, if that's what you wanted to call it, seemed to dare me to swing by Island 8 and take a peek. No matter what Cecil said, I felt no obligation to take it with me. I jockeyed my 28-foot tractor-trailer rig in a wide turn and slowly approached Island 8. What looked like a short pile of clothes was stacked against a battered trash can, nothing that couldn't wait or be ignored entirely. I began to pull through the cluster of canopied fuel pumps and kept an eye on my side mirror to be sure I cleared the concrete stanchions that protected the pumps from idiots in motorhomes and U-Hauls and once, years ago, when I was hung over, me. The clothes stirred and launched a small wisp of snow into the wind. I set the brakes and jogged back toward the island, slipping on the ice a couple times and barely managing to stay upright. A large white dog was tightly curled into itself and raised its long nose up an inch or two as I approached. Its pink eyes followed me and then settled intently between my shoulders and head. My neck. No growl or bared teeth. This was a dog that meant business, and it knew its business well. I stopped several feet away, and the two of us discussed the situation, in silence. Our conversation ended when the dog uncurled and stood, stretched, and shook the powdery snow off its fur. Its thick coat was still white. Not just white, an impossible luminous white that made the animal almost a blurred white shadow floating inside the blowing snow. The dog was also larger than I first thought, an indeterminate mix of husky and German shepherd, with maybe a little timber wolf thrown in for good measure. A pair of black, almond-shaped eyes rose like timid fish to the surface of the furry white lake. They stared at me from behind the dog's back. A small child. I fell twice in my hurried march back to the building. The soles of my old Ariat Roper boots were as thin as paper and just as smooth. Leaving a little kid out in a snowstorm was just the sort of thing that would draw a smile from Cecil. This was his idea of a joke. A five-car pileup on the interstate or a grisly hit-and-run might give him laughing fits. I was limping badly when I reached the door. It was locked. A hastily written sign was taped at eye level. My eye level, about six foot four in my boots. Back in ten minutes. Somehow I doubted Cecil would be back until I was well down the road. I had a schedule to keep. He knew I wouldn't wait. Not ten minutes. Not even five. After pounding on the door and yelling Cecil's name, I kicked at the bottom of the heavy glass. My reward was another fall. If Cecil was inside, he was determined not to show himself. I walked carefully back to Island 8. The dog hadn't moved. The kid still huddled behind it. The dog moved aside and fully revealed the child, a young boy. 
This was permission to move closer. I guess the boy's age at five or six, brown complexion and straight black hair cut in the shape of a bowl. He was dressed only in jeans and a short-sleeved white collared shirt. His tennis shoes looked new, the kind with blinking red lights in the heels. A piece of paper was pinned to his shirt. I took a step closer without taking my eyes off either the dog or the boy. Neither seemed afraid, though they keenly gauged my progress. The boy never took his dark eyes from mine, not even when I reached down and gently unpinned what I assumed was a note. Please, Ben. Bad trouble. My son. Take him today. His name is Juan. Trust you only. Tell no one. Pedro. The note was printed in block letters with a black marker that had bled through the flimsy paper. It was a cash register receipt.